Since the dawn of time, mankind has searched for ways to shelter themselves from the elements. Over the centuries, these shelters have evolved from bamboo huts to concrete towers. The last few years, there's been a push to save the planet. Are you ready to embark on a more sustainable lifestyle? Look no further. You're about to enter the adventures of container home living. And now, live from the Star Worldwide Network Studios, contractor, radio and TV personality, and your host for Boxcar Universe, Steve Dubell. I'm Steve Dubell, host of Boxcar Universe, along with my co-host, Mel Alva. And here's what's coming up on this week's edition of Boxcar Universe. In honor of Veterans Day, Charlie Ellis from Operation Enduring Gratitude will be here to tell us how he is giving back to our needy disabled veterans. Also this month is Recycle Day 2023 on November 15th. A few tips from the professionals on how you can give back and be part of that special day. All that and more on this week's edition of Boxcar Universe, your home for containers, sustainable lifestyle living. I would like to welcome all our listeners to our Veterans Day show special. Mel and I want to thank all our service men and women around the world for their service and sacrifice for our country. We also want to thank their families, both past and present, for their sacrifices. Our thoughts and prayers are with you always. But first, up on the show today is Charlie Ellis from Operation Enduring Gratitude. Charlie, how are you doing, buddy? Hey, I'm doing great, Steve. Thanks for having me back. Hey, it's great to have you on the show. And, uh, you know, it's just, you know, I checked it out. You know, you, we we had you on the show probably about the same time last year, right around Veterans Day, talking about your project. Tell us, fill us in on what's been happening with your organization. Well, you got to give me a second here to get my Facebook thing going. Oh, there we go. More technology. Yeah, more it's technology. a pain. <laughs> yeah, you know, th these are things that happen, you know, when I always say technology is a wonderful thing when it works. All right. Well, Operation Enduring Gratitude, for those who do not know, we are veterans serving veterans by rebuilding homes and lives. And, and what that means is uh, pretty much what it says. Um, <laughs> sometimes simplicity gets complicated. Um, what we try and do is we find veterans that are in, in need. Um a couple of years ago when we started out, uh, we rebuilt the house, pretty much gutted the interior side of a house. We rebuilt two bathrooms, the kitchen, cleaned up the yard, painted the house, put on a new roof, and quite a bit of work. Took us a little over a year to do that one. Uh, but the family was still living in the house when we found it. And since then, we've opened up a couple other little programs in our uh, foundation where we're doing wheelchair ramps. Uh, we call that Operation Ramp Up. And um, you may have heard on the news a little while ago, uh, a Navajo code talker up out of Tuba City, Dan Aki, passed away. Mm -hmm. we, oh, yeah, I heard about that on the radio, yeah. yeah. Our foundation was fortunate enough to team up with Red Feather Development up there, and we were able to help out on that project. We provided the uh, labor for the wheelchair ramp, the back patio, and some appliances. And the funny thing about the appliances, let's see if I can remember where they all came from. A uh, stove refrigerator came from a World War II Navy veteran. The washer and dryer came from a in, uh, Desert Storm veteran 
who bought a house from a flying tiger veteran who <laughs> donated the appliances, the washer and dryer. So we were able to take those up up north and be able to meet an American hero and actually, I mean, who's met Navajo Code Talkers? Wow. I haven't met one yet. And, the, no, I, and then they're about gone now. Yeah. Yeah, really. And well, Yeah, by one at least in the last couple of weeks. So we've been able to do that. And two of our longest projects is Fred Terry and Jack Cooper. Fred Terry's house was a mobile home that burned down due to a kitchen fire. And most people don't understand about mobile homes. And as people in construction, <laughs> we all acknowledge that a mobile home is pretty much it's a can of gasoline on wheels. If you get a spark, it's gone. Boom. Yeah. And when you're 70 something years old, you get a grease fire in the kitchen, you got two options start grabbing pictures or save your life. Save so, your life. Wow. Right. So you walk out the door and you watch 70 years of collection, collectible items just burn. And one of the fortunate things we were able to salvage out of that fire was the funeral flag from his father from World War II, received a silver star during the Battle of the Bulge. And so we have that flag. We have some of Terry's uh, or Fred Terry's uniform. So we're going to try and put together a nice little package for him when we finally somehow secure a mobile home. Oh, okay. And for time's sake, a mobile home is easier to produce than a house. And that leads us to Jack Cooper's house, which was a total loss. The house burned to the slab all the way down to the concrete. Uh, there were still some two-by-fours and such still standing up, but we had to take it all down to the concrete. Oh, wow. And there has been a tremendous amount of volunteer labor on this project. Um, we've worked with several other veteran service organizations. Um, the veteran directory has been real good to us, helping us find resources. We've actually had Habitat for Humanity, uh, Central Arizona. They've been out looking at this. Um, but it's been taking almost three years to get to this point. And the reason for the length of time is everything is donated. Now, Jack, uh, he's retired Navy veteran from Vietnam, 20 years in the Navy. And uh, he's taken money out of his pocket, big money, to help rebuild this. So he's, he's not just sitting there going, give me, give me, give me. Um, he's paid to have his well drilled because his well went dry. I mean, he's, he's a walking country music song. His well went dry. <laughs> his dog died the year before his wife has passed away. I mean, he's, he's been hurting pretty bad. Wow. And, you know... Uh, People say, well, isn't that the fire? It's a tragic thing. And I said, no, it's just an event. It's a single event in his life. The tragedy is sitting there for three years waiting for help. And so we are, we are trying to make that happen. So what you're telling us, Charlie, this is all about donations. It's all donations. Yeah. Um, and fortunately, I, I called up uh, Desert Building uh, Supplies a couple weeks ago because we, we, uh, we just wrapped up the electrical and insulated the house, called for our pre-drywall inspection, and they passed us and said, go ahead and hang the rock. So I called uh, Desert uh, Desert Supply, Desert Construction Supply. They're going to kill me because I don't have the name off the top of my head. <laughs> but if you go to hashtag get Jack back home, you'll see the images, the information's out there. So anybody that's helping us out, we try and get that information back out to the public and let them know that they're serving our veteran community. So I called uh, the supply house and said, hey, can you help us out? And in my world, I don't have the contacts that you have. Uh, Steve, I cold call. I grab a phone book and right. start going through my list. I got my little, hi, I'm this guy, and this is what I do, and I got the little cold call cell, and, and if I get a bite, I'll jump. Sometimes people will say, well, can you send us a list of everything that you're doing? Yeah, sure. Click, hang up the phone. Really? Because 
I think that's, and I could be way off base, and I probably missed a lot of opportunities, but I need a guy who says, yeah, I want to help. What can I do? Mm -hmm. And so I got a hold of our, our drywall guys, and I said, can you, can you help us out on this? And he says, well, uh, how do I know this is getting to the veteran? So I told him, I said, you got a pencil and paper? He goes, sure. And I go, write this information down, 918 East Circle Mountain Road, New River, Arizona. He goes, what's that? I go, that's where the house burned down. But not so much as that's where the house burned down, but there's a trailer on that property, a little fifth wheeler that mm. this man has been living in for the last two years, looking out the window, trying to see if his house is growing. And he goes, he, that's where he lives? I go, yeah. That's the project? I go, yeah. He goes, interesting. I go, yeah. Go knock on his door. Go over whenever you want. He lives there. So if you go knock on his door, you verify personally that this man is a Vietnam veteran, two tours of duty in Vietnam. And if you're comfortable that this is the veteran, grab your pencil and your paper and do a takeoff and uh, let's get some work done. He goes, no, that's good enough. He goes, so many people ask for donations, but they won't tell me where they're going. I go, that, I think that's one of the, the cores of what I'm trying to do is if you've ever given anything to our foundation for a veteran, I could take you to it. I don't, I'm not going to send you a I'll send you a picture if you wanted to see a picture. Yeah. But if you want to verify that that piece of donation got where it went, I'll take you there. Very good. Yeah, yeah. And, that, and that makes a difference because a lot of people right now in the in the <clears throat> nonprofit world are not exactly shall hmm. we say uh, uh, on the up and up, yeah. up and above board. <laughs> right. And so I want to restore that. There's a lot of nonprofits out there that are doing good, and I want They're for good us, guys. yeah. There's a lot of good guys out there, but we're suffering because the bad guys are crushing us and taking your money in the meantime. Yeah, I hear you. All right. We're going to have more with Charlie Ellis. And right after the break, I want everybody to hang tight. You're listening to Boxcar Universe. Hi, I'm Steve Dubell from Ideal Home Improvement. The uncertainty of our economy is very troublesome. Interest rates are rising and inflation is high. The utility cost of energy is forever rising. The good thing is that we as homeowners can do something about our energy bill right now and in the future. Solar energy is literally the best investment you can make at this moment and the most likely to steady your finances through uncertain times. Think about this. If you could have locked down the cost of your energy bill 10 years ago, would you have done it? I think your answer would be yes. Think of the savings you could be enjoying right now as your neighbors who don't have solar are at the mercy of the utility companies. Let Ideal Home Improvement review your energy bill and see what a solar system on your home can do for your family and budget. Just give us a call at 602-332-6203 or email us at steve at idealhomeimprovementaz.com. Let me help you start saving today. Hi, I'm Sean with Mr. Electric, and I have a tip to help make your life better. One important reminder is to call a qualified electrician when you have frequent problems with blowing fuses or tripping circuit breakers. And when a circuit breaker trips or a fuse blows, it's indicating that you have a problem with some other part of the circuit. If your breaker trips more than once, you should have a qualified electrician come out and take a look at it. Contrary to what may be acceptable, you really shouldn't try to continuously try to reset the breaker because there may be a problem somewhere else down the circuit and you could be causing a, a fire hazard. 
there could be a loose connection or some other form of problem on the circuit and every time you reset the circuit breaker it could be causing a spark at the other end. We recommend having a qualified electrician come out and check on the condition of the circuit and make sure that the circuit does not have any problems and it could just be a bad breaker also but you definitely want to have a qualified electrician check that out. To have someone come out from our team may only take a portion of a day but it could potentially save you a lot of money or your life. And that's just another way Mr. Electric has the power to make your life better. here with Charlie Ellis from Operation Enduring Gratitude, and we're talking about some of the great things that he's doing for our veterans. And, um, you know, that's one of the great things that, you know, that's I think that's one thing that we can all agree on. It doesn't make a difference what political persuasion you're at uh, that, you know, our veterans, you know, really go above and beyond the call of duty to help us have all our freedoms and, you know, it, sometimes... Can I give you a point of view? Sure. Why, as a veteran, yes. I feel about... You know, it's I will defend the right of my people in this country to fuss, fight, call each other names, and do whatever because that's their, uh, you know, born right to fuss and feud at each other. Anybody walk in from another country and try to try to play the game here? Uh-uh. I'm in your yard. I'm going to kick your butt because... My people are sacred. My people get their right to cuss and swear at each other. Don't come in the game. <laughs> it's their right to have all that political goings on, but nobody else step in to my yard because that's my people and that's their right to do that. Yep. That's what I'll defend to my death. Well, you know, it's it just it, so <laughs> we, we hear so many things going on. You know, and one obviously one of the things that we do need to change is we have to do some. We have to do a lot more work to for our veterans who are here, that have served our country, and uh, for whatever you know. Just besides all the great things that you know Charlie's doing uh, with his organization, but you know from a medical standpoint, um, some of the things that that Dan, now you and I, we've talked about this at length that go on. I'm just, you know, they're like minds. You scratch your head like, you know, how could some of this stuff go on? <laughs> Not just to our veterans, but to anybody, you know, who is who needs medical attention that, I mean, why aren't we taking better care of our veterans? Kind of like me going through and being, being administered by the system and in, a, in its hospital this week. Some of the uh, stuff that I went through there at the VA hospital myself this week, how can they be so inept? Well, you know. <laughs> That's the yeah. only word. Yeah, I, I was there. I had to spend 24 hours with them, and it's just inept. It's, they keep so cleaning how, it up. How, how do you fix that? You know, well, it, it, let, me, let me answer that question. How can they be inept? It's not how can they be. It's how can they be left inept. That's right. It's one thing, how come yeah. they're still there? It's one thing when an individual doesn't know what they're doing or does it wrong, but it's another thing when a superior allows it and leaves that's it right. unattended. A culture of I don't care. It's it, it's a culture of ignoring. Yeah. And that comes from an I don't care. And the, the political machine behind the points of resolution for the VA system have done absolutely nothing. I know. And it. these are the same... Same This is internet, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, these things happen. All right. Here goes your PG rating. <laughs> <laughs>
They want to play war, but don't want to pay the bill. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And so that is the problem. And God bless everybody that's making that move. The veterans are making that they're beating the drum. And, you know, sometimes that if you just beat a drum to make noise, you're just making static and people will tune out static. And that's why a that's lot right. of the problems just get swept on the roof. It's, like, ah, it's just that old guy again. You know, ah, it's a, just so those what, cranky old guys right. again. And so what, what the reality, from what I see, and I see very little of it, even though I'm starting to get my, uh, my, <laughs> my feel of this thing, <laughs> those that are making the noise need to do it in a consorted way and make music out of that noise and make mm-hmm. an intelligent presentation. Instead of just one guy shaking a flag, one guy shaking a fist, you've got to do it right. You've got to get organized and you've got to get cooperative. But that leads us to the next dilemma. The veteran community does not like to organize. And these guys, they're the, they're the strongest community out there going, oh, yeah, make me. Make you what? Make me get involved. And it's hard. It's very difficult. Your VFWs suffer from this. The old guards struggling with the new guard coming in. We've, got a, we've been fighting a war for 16 years. And the, the, uh, the enduring freedom guys are struggling with the World War II guys. And, and the Vietnam like, guys are just now getting recognized. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that... There's a big internal struggle there, but when they organize, they're unstoppable. Just ask Germany, ask Japan, ask the Russians. Why are you saying that? That, that they're unorganized. The that, Germans and the Japanese guys, they're good the, at it? No, we kick the crap out of them when we organize. And that's the thing. When our troops organize, we are the unstoppable force that's freed the world time and time and time again. Right. But when we disorganize, we are that rock that will not be removed, <laughs> and it's... It's a, it's a change that needs to come. A lot of the leadership that I've talked to are all in agreement with that, and they struggle with it. My, my point to that is hold the line. Just like you did right. when you wore that uniform, hold the line. And stay focused because there's another guy coming up who says, I'll hold the line with you, and we build the team. And That's just right. keep making these changes because the community's strong. It's the largest subculture in America that crosses over every subculture. So we got all wow. races, all colors, all intellects, all genders, all gender benders. We got everything. We got everything. And just and, and the thing is, is it, what matters is we wore the same uniform. We said the same. Made the same commitment. commitment. Wow. We all bled the same blood, and we all lined up to do it again and again and again. Right. Right. And so wow. when we organize, we are that unstoppable force. Well, you know, we've got a caller online right now. We want to go to him, uh, Tom. Charlie was telling us about his uh, his project that he's working on right now that I think you might be able to uh, help with because in, for all listeners who who are don't recognize Tom Tom is the owner of a Better Look Garage Door Company, um, good friend and um, friend of the show. We've had him on many times, uh, but we want to be able to see Tom how you can help Charlie because um, he's on a mission. Okay. So Charlie, why don't you fill. Uh, why don't you fill Tom in a little bit about that your current project and see if there's a good match here? Well, well, Tom, one of the things that we did as as I was talking a little bit about drywall after the uh, drywall contractor offered to supply the drywall, he asked who was going to hang the sheetrock, and I told him, "Well, uh, Pete King Drywall was one of the guys who helped us out on our original makeover." And he goes, "I know Pete King. I'm one of their biggest suppliers. Tell him I'm supplying the rock, and they'll install it for you." As as if he's 
going to tell them <laughs> yeah, they're going to well, install it. Wow. And, and they did. So they came out. Uh, they sent out four installers, hung the sheetrock in two days on a 1,900-square-foot house. Wow. And we're talking four-by-eight sheet goods uh, or five-eighths rock. So fast, heavy, heavy sheetrock. And we just finished up the texture on it today. My, uh, my exterior doors, I'm going to try and pick those up probably today or maybe Monday and get them out there. So the only doors I'm missing on that thing is the garage door itself and today i'll be doing the uh, trim work start uh, installing base in case we've had some doors donated so we're going to try and reassemble the door frames well if it's any consolation as a veteran i will uh, go ahead and supply the door and uh decline. uh okay let's go <laughs> you just caught him huh what <laughs> let's go up there right now wow tom thank you so much uh, that is super all nice. right so you're leaving the show now charlie uh, right? i gotta Char- go charlie's We're, gotta uh, go show's <laughs> over tom where you at that chair just swiveled and, and there's nobody there and you know you know the funny thing on that tom is uh number one thank you oh my god thank you um but that seems to be one of the things that i've i've it just happened people understand the value of serving a veteran and they, they give when they know that where they're giving is going where it's intended they're, they open up their hearts first and then their wallets follow them so first thing we got to do is get their mind open get them that information then it hits the heart and then the wallet follows so it's not a hard process i just got to find the right people and steve and and you are those guys so that's, Here we are. Yeah, it's fantastic. You know, you can't help but not be moved when you sit down in in front of a veteran and they tell you and they share some of their stories of when they were in the service and just knowing, especially some a veteran that's been injured and the things that they share and you know that they are, a, a, all the ones I've ever spoken to, they're not angry. They they are more than dedicated to their country to be able to help serve our, their fellow man and, you know, your heart goes out to them. You just want to do anything and everything you can, especially around the holiday season, to make them, you know, enjoy the holidays and be thankful for what they have. Hey, Steve, do you know yeah. if they've already chosen that veteran to help out? I don't know, but I will be talking with my field supervisor uh, on um, actually next week. I can check on that. Okay, because as, as contractors, um, if I... Uh, my drywall's uh, textured and sanded already. I'm starting base, so you know the next step, base case and shelving, you know my next step is going to be to paint it. Yep. If I could paint this house before the 20th of this month, which is right around the corner, I'm within our goal of getting Jack back home by Christmas. And we're, we're staring at the finish of the house. We're just 30 days out. Kingswood cabinets are building all my custom cabinets. Uh, I need countertops. I need tile. We we actually have the tile, but I need installers to install it. Thin set. We've talked to uh, Habitat Central, Habitat for Humanity, Central Arizona. They're looking at their suppliers to see if they can tap some resources. So, yeah, I some mean, all right, well, some trained tradespeople to come in and knock it out. Right. That's yeah, skilled labor. Yeah. Um, when I get offered volunteer labor, I said, "Well, volunteer labor means we got to do it." <laughs> and I, I, I say this with all the right mindset and heart intended that I can't get anything done with volunteers and I can't get anything done without them. That's, That's right. true. And, That's true. And as a contractor, the mindset is you have to assign the task to the right person. 
That's right. The right skill level. When they show up, their hearts are in the right places. But if they don't know how to swing a hammer, somebody's going out of this thing in an ambulance. So we've got to make sure (laughs) we do this right. Swinging a hammer is one thing, but swinging it at your hand is another. Right. (laughs) Yeah, they can all swing it. And, you know, so it's it's fantastic that we're where we're at. Jack's getting happy. So I'm trying to promote the hashtag Get Jack Back Home. And uh, I've attached it to our videos. I've attached it to some of our pictures. Uh, we're going back out this Saturday. Well, today I'm going out to start the um, the trim work. Next Saturday we're going out to dig some footers for some little planters out in the front yard. We've got to get some water lines pushed out to the oleanders. So we've got Eric from Dig It out there. He's going to be digging for us. Um, going to reach out to some of my local landscapers, see if they can run the water lines. And uh, Tom, I'll get your number from Steve off air, and um, we'll coordinate that install. Well, sir, yes. Absolutely. That's so, Tom, we can't thank you enough for uh, Absolutely. for joining in and doing doing your fair share. And I know that, um, that, that helping like this is very near and dear to your heart, and I can't thank you enough. Yes, because as a veteran, it's only strong will that we support those that support us. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, going forward, you know, we're going to be able to do it. We'll try and do as much as we can and get the word out and uh, – just, uh, I'm glad I could be the 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 uh, mechanism to be able to, to the conduit, you, the conduit. Thank you to put us <laughs> to put you two guys together and be able to do that. And uh, I'm sure this is just probably the the first of many <clears throat> things that you're going to be able to help each other with. So that's that's a really great thing. Absolutely, thank you so much. All Tom. right, Tom, thanks so much. And Tom, you know, you deserve a big round of applause. Yes, and a little bit of cheering. You got two sound effects. Yeah, How about there that? You go. Yeah, there you special. go. There you go. Very special. All right. Tom, have a great weekend. Uh, we look forward to talking with you next week. All right. Thank you. All right. Take care. All right. So, what did he donate again? A door? Uh, he's going to g- donate uh, the garage door and the installation the garage for door. this okay. pr- for this that's house. Huge. That Charlie's doing. I mean, that's, that's huge. That's a, that's that's a good chunk of money. That's that's a uh, great amount of money. And, yeah. And you know. Every I can't I can't, I can't express this is so wild of an experience for me because I have people that will donate a little bit here and a little bit there, but when you find the right people and that's just about being persistent, just keep on keeping on, and you find people that really want to do the big stuff. Yeah. And and I I try and focus on what it is that your passion is and what you want to do, and I assign that task to that person because most of us got into our industry, got into our trades. In the beginning, we fell in love with it. Then it became a job. Then it became a task. And then it became drudgery. And yeah. then it became a curse. But then for me, so, I turned it into something to teach others with. Right. And so that's, what, To me, that's the ultimate. Right. When you've actually driven yourself far enough that you actually can teach it. Right. Yeah. And so what I'm trying to do is reverse that feeling of it being a curse by getting them all the way back to the very beginning about service. You know, when we were all kids, everybody asked us, so what do you want to be when you grow up? Most people said, I want to be a fireman. I want to be a police officer. I want to be an Army guy. All three of those are service-oriented professions. And because life takes us down whatever roads we go on, good decisions, bad decisions, or whatever the collections would be, we end up where we're at. And I want to tell people, what do you want to be when you grow up? Yeah. How about you come out here and be that guy? Come out here and serve. Come out here and serve those that have served you. Feel good and give again. Yeah, we are veterans serving veterans. Right. I mean, that's that's a that's a great feeling. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a great feeling. It's unmatched. You know, absolutely. We're going to take our operation ramp up to the next level. 
Uh, Cal Portland is one of our big sponsors on that. When we did this this past July 2nd, we did three wheelchair ramps in one day um, with 30-something volunteers. I embedded a couple skilled laborers. Once again, you got to <laughs> because if, if volunteer painters mess up your paint, you paint over it. That's right. right. They mess up concrete. You need jackhammers, trucks, it's a and little, bobcats. It's a little it's bit a, more. Very yeah. unforgiving. So, yeah. And we'll do the same thing this time. And they appreciate it because volunteers want it done right. They don't just want to slap stuff out there. Sure. But one of the things we've done is I've developed a technique called the super ramp. VA hospital will provide wheelchair ramps. And if you've ever seen a VA ramp, mm-hmm. they're 36 inches wide, 42 inches long, and they move every time you walk on them because That's they're right. them and they're just kind of there. And God bless you if you need one and you get one. But if we come to your house and we find you, you get concrete. That's the only way to go. It does not yeah. move. And the very first <laughs> very first recipient of the super ramp was a Vietnam veteran who uh, was wounded in Vietnam, obviously. Um, uh, he re- I think it was 60% partially disabled from the war. And then... March of this year, uh, he got in a car wreck, rolled his car. Uh, he was hit by some some young kid, and he became permanently disabled. And when we found his need, um, because I get out and I talk, mm-hmm. if you walk slow enough, I'm gonna I'm gonna drive you nuts with my stories. <laughs> um, so I gave a story to this guy, this guy gave it to another guy, this guy, blah blah blah, so on and so on. A lady up in Chicago called me and said, "Hey, my sister needs one of those ramps." So we bounce phone calls back and forth. So somebody from Arizona talked to somebody in Chicago. Somebody from Chicago came, returned a phone call back to me, and we were able to provide this ramp. Now, the ramp runs from the front door of the house, right? All wheelchair ramps have to be zeroed out at the threshold. Right. So mine runs from the front door of the house all the way to the city sidewalk. There is nothing out there but concrete. It's over 300 square feet of concrete. Wow. So it wow. goes from the front door to the city sidewalk, and then it makes a return back over to the driveway. And from talking to people, what I'm understanding is when people in wheelchairs park their vehicle, you have to park that car just right, back it up, back it up move it back. They, they got to kind of, yeah, yeah, I've seen, I've seen, until that's like that. Sp- you got to get it in the sweet spot. Right. Now that sweet spot is the driveway. Just, wow, park your car and get out. And what that does is, uh, some of my volunteers are like, my uncle went through this, and my aunt, they fight every time they park. And so what happens is that emotional strain of coming home, the battle begins just getting home. They yeah. walk through the door, they're angry. Here, they go, okay, I'm just going home. Right. And we're bringing that peace of mind immediately. So right. wheelchair ramp is coming. Um, we're also stepping up a little bit with the uh, curbside appeal program. My buddy Dwight Amory at Maryville Revitalization Corporation is the king of the West Valley, and so when the kings are successful, if you repeat what they're doing, you honor them by replicating their works. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to do it in Glendale, though, just slightly north. We're using the uh, Glendale PD to help us locate our veterans who need curbside appeal because one of our hardest things to do is to identify veterans that want will or need wheelchair ramps. And I have no PhD, even though my stories are usually piled high and deep. Um, <laughs> But I really think the veteran, I had a hard time finding veterans who would say, I need that ramp. And I think it's because they, they won't self-identify because I need yeah. a ramp means I have a problem. I need help. Right. I know we're that. Back right. To hey. that. We're back to that stubborn yeah. veteran who says, the hell with that. I, 
I can do this. I went through my right. year of stubbornness this year. I understand but if, that. Yeah, but if, no. you, if, you, if you tell a guy, hey, we're going to give you about a $3,000 paint job on your house. Oh, okay. My house needs help, not me. Yes. Yeah, that's Boom. right. Yeah. So that becomes our open door on how we find the needs for the wheelchair ramps. So we got curbside appeal, wheelchair ramps. We got a food drive that we work through with our, um, our high school that I'm a board member of for West Mech. Uh, 44 high school campuses are participate. Well, they're not. They're not fully participating because we're just starting to get this machine rolling. Uh, houses, 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 and we're, we're getting it done. That's great. And That's one real fast one, because um, it didn't come up, but on the election, since we've talked <laughs> elections and erections, um, Richard Flores off of uh, 69th Avenue and Encanto, we rebuilt two, ki or two kitchens. It's a big house here. <laughs> uh, two bathrooms, his kitchen, front yard, backyard, painted his house. And we did this with the help of uh, Greater Hands on Phoenix, which came to us as a referral from the veteran directory, which came to us as a referral through MRC. So when the veteran communities are sincere, we work together, we support each other because your cause is different than mine, different than his and his, but the end game is still our veterans. Right. So it's very much Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines. One's wet, one's in the air, and so on and so on. That's but right. the end goal is defend the Constitution. That's right. So we're serving veterans in the community, and we're looking for volunteers. We're looking for money, 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 that's money. Right. Then, um, because that's right. Because we can't do it without it. Yeah. Tell us a little bit. How can our listeners contact you, Charlie? Uh, my email address is charlie at Operation Enduring Gratitude. Uh, emails are a fantastic way to get a hold of me. The best way to get on the volunteer list is text the keyword support OEG to the number 24587. That puts you in the automated system. I am the guy who that runs that automated system. So if it goes off at 2 in the morning, eh. <laughs> I'll catch I you in the morning. I could take a punch. Let's put it this way. <laughs> He'll be there taking a call at 2 a.m. in the morning. <laughs> right. Charlie, thanks so much for being on the show and uh, sharing your story. And good luck with all those endeavors. And uh, My I'll get you that information for Tom. And uh, we'll see what else we can do to help. All right. All right. Charlie Ellis, Operation Enduring Gratitude. Now we're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to talk about that day, November 15th, Recycling Day. Don't go away. You're listening to Boxcar Universe. with Alva Interiors and co-host of Boxcar Universe. As a professional interior designer with over 22 years experience, I'm excited to bring my knowledge to the Boxcar Universe show. As a full-service interior design studio, we see your designs from the conceptual phase through to the styling and furnishing of your home. At Alva Interiors, our team approaches every design project with a fashion meets design sense to execute timeless interiors, style that makes a statement. You can find us on the web at alvainteriorsaz.com, on Facebook at alvainteriorsaz, and on Instagram at alvainteriors. You may not believe this, but smart home technology can be traced back to 1975 to the first home automation platform when the X10 was invented. In 48 years, things have come a long way. To truly have a smart home today, the homeowner needs to make a smart decision and call a premier high-tech company. That company is Mythic Sound Lighting and Shade. 
Mythic can simplify your life with home automation, home security, home theater, lighting and shade, plus outdoor and indoor home audio, custom designed to fit your lifestyle. For the finest in products and services, visit their website at mythicsls.com. That's M-Y-T-H-I-C-S-L-S.com. Or call them today for a free consultation at 602-329-4252. That's 602-329-4252. Stardust Building Supplies is your home improvement thrift store. Find salvaged and gently used cabinetry, doors, windows, appliances, lighting, plumbing, and much more. Save money, be green, and support the community. Shop and donate at Stardust Building Supplies Valley locations. For more info, visit stardustbuilding.org. Hi, I'm John Weisbart, co-host of FYI Network's hit TV show, Tiny House Nation. Now, people all over the country are downsizing in tiny homes, are all the big rage. But remember, even tiny homes need repairs and left unattended. Those tiny problems become big problems. Don't let that happen to you. Know what makes your home tick. All right. We want to thank Charlie Ellis for being on the show today from Operation Enduring Gratitude. He does some great, great work. And, uh, you know, one of the other things we want to talk about, too, it, uh, the other things coming up next week, you know, you know, Thanksgiving, who would have thought Thanksgiving is, you know, so close you could almost grab it. It's that close. Go it's a grab, chip shot. It's a chip shot. It's exactly <laughs> right. It's a chip shot. Okay, so next week on the show, we're going to have some great, we've got a full house of guests next week, along with one of my favorite people, Mary Heitmeyer from Chef Du Jour. She is actually, you know, every time she comes on the show a holiday, you know what that means, Dan? Food. She brings us <laughs> a Food. special treat. And she's bringing us a special treat next week. For hope it's low salt. Th- what? <laughs> I hope it's low salt. Uh, well, I don't know. You want me to put that special request in? <laughs> Would you please? Otherwise, I, I, everybody else gets to enjoy it. Oh well, uh, okay. Well, we can't have that. You got to enjoy it. You got to have. You got to have something to enjoy. All right. So let's talk a little bit about recycling, Dave. Recycling, you know, awareness. It's been around for like thirty some years. People have turned around and said, when the recycling, um, shall we say, movement, you know started happening, people started thinking about what you could do and how we could do it, how we could save money, how we could reuse a lot of the materials that we would normally just throw away and go into a landfill. I mean, it's just ridiculous. You know, and and when I got into being a general contractor doing remodeling, the one thing that I wanted to do was save as much as I could that was still usable. And that's why we have such a great partnership with Stardust Building Supplies because they are in the need of what I can find. Repurposing. You know, repurposing cabinets and stuff. We've got we've got a project that we're going to be doing here in January, right after the holidays. There's nothing wrong with the cabinets. They are less than 20 years old, which is the criteria that Stardust has, that you, if it's less than 20 years old and it's good in good shape, obviously, um, we could dismantle it and reuse it. And a person who has... You know, a low-income family that maybe has needs in need of cabinets. Those are perfect or, things or for Charlie, if you think about it. Or, or something for Charlie, something that they could donate for Charlie to one of the projects that he works on. Because, you know, uh, just because it's old and maybe somebody 
wants to freshen up their house doesn't mean that that those cabinets can't be reused. Now, one of the things that is it's tough to reuse in that whole scheme of things is if you have any a granite on there already, because most of the time, you know, it's special you, design, special level, right? The whole and bit, you yeah. can't get you can't you can't reuse it unless, of course, you're resizing and reorganizing the way the cabinets look and the piece is big enough. Well, then you could always go back and get it refabricated. But the problem is. If it's too big, like we did one um, about a year ago, where I, it was a big kitchen, we were able to actually save three of, three of the big pieces that had the only one that was in the kitchen. The only one that we couldn't save was the corner because they had they had cut it in such a way where we couldn't drive uh, sheetrock screws up through the substrate from underneath to actually get them to break the bond loose between the construction adhesive and the granite in the subtop. It just sometimes it's just too much. You could drive a zillion screws in here, it's never gonna break. So the only way you're gonna get it out is you're gonna have to break it. That's right. So and for those of you who ever wanted to remove granite, that's that's huh. The secret how you do it. You, you don't get, advise recycling granite, is what you're saying, Jim. Well, right? you it's it's tough to recycle it if it's you are, if you break it, it's toast. You might as well trash it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, but if you could save the piece along with the counters, okay, in the way it is, yes, somebody might come along and be able to do that because you never know. So, it, for instance, if somebody is in need of a, a short piece of granite and they can, you don't want to buy a full slab. A full slab could cost you, you know, $900, or $1,000 or even more. But if you need a small piece, and you go to a place like Stardust, and they've got something that will work for you. And you can use it like for an island? Yeah, for too. an island or maybe a, a bathroom vanity or a laundry room top or something like that. Something that's not too big and the width's the same. You could you could buy it for a whole lot less than purchasing a slab. Or your man room. And, or, or your man <laughs> cave. Do they, do they have like a showroom or something, Stephen, where you go in and see all the stuff they have that they've recycled that Most, you can get for? If you are looking for a small piece of granite, what you need to do is contact a lot of the uh, granite fabricators in the valley. And you could yeah. easily find them. Who's ever dealing with granite has a fabricator. And they have, just like when you're in need of a car part, you don't want to go buy a new one, where do you go? Junkyard. You go to the boneyard. Yeah. Junkyard. Okay. Well, they call it the boneyard. Sure. You go to the boneyard and you look and you would you would just be totally surprised if you go to the boneyard and see what they have. Not just small pieces. Because don't forget, I've gone there looking for stuff and then for a customer and then all of a sudden I see these huge pieces that just have like a small chunk out of them. <laughs> and I'm like, how could this be a remnant? And they say, well, you know, depending on what they needed. They had to buy another slab because they only needed a small piece, and all this, like three quarters of it, three quarters of it is wasted. So they just can't use it. So it goes in the boneyard. So you could find. I mean, some of the stuff that's left over is 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 quite attractive. And I would say, if if I was redoing something like that, that's one of the first places I would go to if I needed something small. You know, like somebody for for instance, somebody who has a cultured marble top in a bathroom. That could be some of these, like these two bowl uh, countertops in cultured marble. They're roughly, in fact, I measured one the other day this week. Seven feet long, okay? Standard depth, 22 and a half usually, or, you know, mm-hmm. from the, the standard depth of the piece. Plus, you've got to figure in a four-inch backsplash. So if you go to the boneyard and you find something that's 
similar and will allow you to do have that cut it have the edging done to it along with the splash you know you saved you saved a boatload of money that money that you save in buying the material could be used towards the refabrication of the piece so it's 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 a win-win so we want to just let everybody know save money and recycle that's what it's all about all right, we're going to be talking a little more about some other ways that you could recycle and be part of Recycling Day, November 15th. Hang tight. We'll be right back. You're listening to Boxcar Universe. Organization is a big deal in most areas of the home, but nowhere is it more important than the laundry room. I'm Danny Lifford with tips for today's homeowner. Stay tuned and we'll talk about how to get the most from yours right after this. Fall means cooler temperatures, beautiful colors, and long hours of raking leaves. Until now, introducing the new dual time leaf rake from Ames. With a double row of tines and clog-free design, it rakes up to 45% faster than standard rakes, making leaf raking easier than ever. It even comes with a detachable hand rake for cleaning under shrubs and in tight spaces. The Ames Dual Tine Leaf Rake. Leaves hate it, you'll love it. Available now at the Home Depot and other fine retailers. The laundry room is one of the busiest areas in the home, and yet they're usually not that large. So here are a few tips to maximize their efficiency. Create a series of hamper-sized shelves or cubbies to make sorting clothes by color easier and more efficient. You can arrange them vertically or horizontally depending on your layout. You can never have too much shelving, so consider adding some up near the ceiling. A shelf that is flush with the tops of door casings can run all the way around the room and provide lots of extra storage, plus a handy place to mount a closet rod for hanging clothes. Tall, shallow shelving above or adjacent to the washing machine is also a good idea for detergent, bleach, and other laundry products. I'm Danny Lipford with tips for today's homeowner. All right, and we are back, and you're listening to Boxcar Universe right here from the beautiful and palacious Boxcar Studios here in uh, Phoenix, Arizona. And now, how do you get rid of the yard waste? That, I still haven't figured that out. you got to call the city, right, to schedule an appointment? For, for yard waste? Well, I'm mean? trimming my palm trees and all oh, that. Well, oh, yeah, yeah, you got your yeah, quarterly, got pick the quarterly yeah. pickups. What? You have quarterly pickups in the neighborhood. The city comes by every quarter. They come by with their big truck and they get the they big payloader. The they pick it all the stuff. That's why you ever go through these neighborhoods and they see the, these big chunks where people put out old furniture, you know, green stuff that they've tripped from the palm tree and all this, sitting like clumps in the neighborhood, then you know that there's a there's it's a coming pickup up. coming from the city okay. shortly, and they pick it all up. Then put your junk out. Well, Chandler tells you you got to set an appointment for it. Does that make they, sense? You should check you and see if they on, have a, 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 a normal, regular day where they go through the all your neighborhood and pick up stuff. Yeah, just go to probably Chandler.gov and see when they have... Bulk collections. Yeah, bulk collections, right? Well, okay. What do you do with it in the meantime? Put it out on the curb? No, you keep it in your backyard till you till okay. like a yeah, few days before then, they come, and then you drag it out at the end of your driveway and leave it on the street. Okay, and be careful of those palm leaves. Holy cow, yeah, those they'll, things are they'll, sharp. They'll rip Whoa. you up. They'll rip yeah. you up. Poke they, your eye out. 
Yeah. Okay, well, that's good. See, it's IHIU, man. Here we go. <laughs> see, see, you know, you learn see? that every week. Every week. Right. And if you got some cool stuff in your junk, then, you know, that night, most of it will be all picked out. Yeah, they'll strip you. Yeah, the, 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 the junkers will come through and take out what they want. Yeah, that's right. That's right. recycling that's already. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you're helping out the neighborhood. That's right. Exactly right. So, people that rely on having good stuff and other people's stuff. They pick the stuff on the side of the road and off they go. You know, when you, you think, recycle now, when you think about it, when you think about like when Linda Hammond was here, when we were talking about garage garage sales, okay, think about all that stuff you had in the garage. What what is she doing with it when they she puts it out? Yeah, it's a garage sale, but think about it, in essence what it is. You're recycling stuff that you had to someone else. That's exactly right. Boom, boom. There boom. you go. There and you go. I want to thank all our listeners for listening to Box Car Universe every week. You know, as we say, we are the cutting edge information source on container homes and container pools. So if you have any idea about, you know, making or getting one of those, let Mel and I design that dream container home or pool for you. And we're always available at um, our email addresses, boxcarliving at gmail.com and steve at boxcaruniverse.com. And also, uh, depending on where you are listening to us, whether you're on our website of boxcaruniverse.com or any podcast player you could hear us weekly and remember let us containerize your lifestyle have a great weekend you're a great american i love you